Today's episode is presented by Clark's. Clark's story began almost 200 years ago when Cyrus and James Clark made a slipper from sheepskin. At the time, it was groundbreaking, a combination of invention and craftsmanship that has remained at the heart of what Clark's does. From the very beginning, Clark's has always thought things differently. Brilliant ideas are what makes Clark's so different. We are teaming up with Clark's and Podgo to bring you 30% of your select items, including on the iconic Clark's dessert boots by going to podgo.co slash Clark's. That is podgo.co slash Clark's. Hi guys, so welcome back to Wild and Basic. So in today's episode, we have a very, very exciting guest. His name is Dennis Kenny. He's an actor, dancer, singer, and also celebrity stylist. So in this episode, we are talking a lot about styling, fashion, trends, and everything like that. And also a little bit about mental health and social media. So it's a very, very thoughtful and insightful episode. So let's get to it. Hi, Dennis. Thank you so much for coming to Wild and Basic. Thank you, Merz. It's so good to be here. The minute you asked me, I'm like, it was a no-brainer. I'm, I'm super excited to be here. I'm trying to remember when was the last time I saw you. It was, I know. It was like a century ago. Oh my God, it really does. I, I think the last time was when we did a photo shoot for my clothing line that you rocked the hell out of it and came in there like a total pro, busted out the shoot in less than an hour, and I got to see you, so... That's it. It's been like over, over a year for sure. I know. Like, I mean, what are those times? Like, I feel like now I'm oh. taking so many things. Like, I was taking so many things for granted. Now I'm just like, I miss any of, so many of those. No, it's so true. I mean, just like having gratitude for the freedom that we had. And then like, I mean, I know we're going to be definitely talking about mental health. I think that's just a big thing is trying to, and it's a struggle for me on a daily basis for the glass half full and say, okay, what do I still have going for me? What am I grateful for? But my goodness, we had it good, didn't we? <laughs> yes, we did. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your career, because you're a multi-talented stylist. Like, because I remember, I'm trying to remember when was the f- like first time we had an encounter and I started following you because I think you were like posting on YouTube at first and you had yes. like dance videos and stuff and they were yeah. like so crazy good. And I remember because like I have a dance background too, but like I'm, I just like, because you know, when you get busy after college, then, you know, some things that you used to do, you're kind of like, wait, I was doing that before. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're like, oh, I had that whole part of my life. And you know, it's like, obviously after college, the main thing is you got to pay your bills and move forward one day at a time. And I love, I didn't even know that you had a dance background. That's yeah, pretty- I did ballet and modern. Like it was just, yeah, that's why when I saw your videos, I was like, oh my God, I missed this. But I'm just like, was I doing that? <laughs> well, it's crazy that you're, you're the, the dance is what really drew you um, in when I started because that was my whole life. Uh, I had a whole performing career before anything fashion related happened for me or that I made that choice. And so for me, it was like the natural progression was to incorporate my performing career and then add the, the layer of fashion on top of it. So I occasionally now will we'll pop in with, you know, TikTok is so huge now and I'll do a little video here and there. Um, but it's, it, it was definitely was my first love was dancing and performing. 
Yeah. And I've also seen you on TV a lot. So can you tell us like, what are some of the things that you do on TV that like, what are like, you're like, oh my God, this is something I love. And that's what just draw me into. Well, it was always a performer. I, I loved the camera. When I was very little, I would always follow it around. I just chased it. I loved the stage. And I think that's how I was able to achieve a certain level of success and still do moving forward is that I uh, love to perform and put myself out there. So I, I really had, I'd like to think the personality part of it down and the, the branding aspect came pretty naturally as I was used to playing different characters and dressing up. And so it was like a seamless transition for me when social media started to really blow up. Um, and it's just been an evolution that I've been going with the flow. If you had even told me a few years ago, you and I would be you know, sitting chatting about you know, my fashion career on TV, I would have laughed at you. But it was a change I had in my life at some point where I said, I am gonna, I, I know what I want to achieve, but I have to like, remove these horse blinders and let myself discover and do things that maybe weren't part of my plan. And that becomes a new plan and a new dream. And that's pretty much what I've epitomized these last few years. Of course. No, I totally get that. I feel like so many times, like in our lives, like we always think that like, wait, like I never thought in like a million years that I would be where I am today or I would be doing what I would be doing today. Then just, yeah. Like I thought, okay, this is a certain uh, thing, you know, in, in movies and as an actor and I trained and I trained for so long and I did some great things I'm proud of, but I was like, oh, let me just give myself a chance to discover new things. And in, ironically enough, and your question was about TV, it's brought me back and in a new way. And so uh, I, I do a lot of fashion segments uh, talking about trends and latest products that are on air. I also do a little bit of makeovers, which I just get so, so much joy from. And uh, products, you know, companies will come to me and if I believe in the product and it's something that really speaks to me, I will go on air and we can talk about it. So uh, it, that's really been, taking off the last couple of years and it's where uh, I'm focused in mainly in addition to my styling business, which I've been doing a lot of it virtually now, which is yeah. interesting, but still getting it done. <laughs> no, that's good. I, I have to say, even because I have another episode with another two business owners that's mm -hmm. coming up in the two weeks or so, they were also talking about like how they have gone so virtual and yes. they essentially transformed their entire business into that and it's actually thriving way more before it like because fun. it's yeah. so accessible like you literally don't even have to make like so many arrangements that's true i mean th this pandemic as horrible as it's, it's been it's also just changed the face of all businesses fashion in, in particular, I mean, I'm right in somebody's closet with them, digging through, they've got the laptop, they got the phone, and, and it's, it's more personal than ever. And like you said, it's easier to schedule, and we've, I, you have to just kind of roll with the punches. So that's, I mean, tomorrow, for instance, I have a client who's looking for love, and I will go through her entire wardrobe head to toe, have her try on some items for me, and then I'll put together a fully curated wardrobe of a few items that I want her to to purchase and I send her a full lookbook and we, we update as she continues to date. So yeah. I'm doing a lot of that. So has fashion have been always like your passion or was there like time in your life that you were like, wait, I kind of like doing this or like I kind of like putting things together? It's fashion has always been a priority 
from a very young age as to how I presented myself. And I, I remember even at a very, very young age, before the school year would start, I would have those first five to seven outfits laid out on the bed. I had it planned. I'm talking seven, eight years old. Outfits planned. It had to be brand new. It could never been worn. Not even, I wasn't even coming from me you know, super, you know, successful, wealthy background, but I made sure that I had those five or six outfits at the beginning of the year because not only did I, you know, care to a certain extent what people thought, I knew that it would make me feel that I was, you know, the best version of myself. And I wanted to walk in that first day of school and feel like a million bucks. So at an early age, I knew that fashion was beyond labels and beyond saying, someone saying you have cool clothes, but it was about how it made me feel and it gave me confidence. So it's always been a part of my life, although it's been the last several years where I've turned it into a career. No, I totally get that. I have to say that, like, because I want us to get into it more, but yeah. I feel like before people always thought like fashion was just more about like exaggeration or like about money or class yes. that like, oh my God, like I wear Balenciaga or wear yeah. Gucci, like, or like I have this ugly shoes, but it's actually designer <laughs> that I can yeah. be like. Absolutely. It's the first thing everybody thinks is that it's superficial and shallow And yes, that exists to a certain extent, but also it can be, it can empower people. And I believe it can be like a, a protective layer to let you bring out a new part of yourself that you wouldn't naturally do. So I think it has the good and it has, it has the bad as well. Yeah. So what is your advice for someone trying to find or discover their own style? Yeah, I think it's, it's definitely not something that happens overnight. I think I always tell my clients, friends, anybody that asks me about this is that it's not about the label, so to speak, or how much money you have in your you know, clothing Because people get intimidated. It's the first thing they say, I don't have the money to go buy a whole new wardrobe and, and buy all those fancy items. And I say, just start very, very simple and basic that the clothes that you wear every day you choose to wear are in decent condition. You're paying attention to, you know, that it's the, the, the wrinkles, the fit. That is so key. If you understand what works for your body and what doesn't, you could have, a, I, you could give me three or $400 and I could get you a, a several great outfits that'll work well for you if the fit is right. So I think paying attention to that is one of the first priorities. And then also not being afraid, well, not getting stuck in a rut and not being afraid to take some risks and, and try something that you wouldn't normally try. That's unknown for that. <laughs> yeah. So you would recommend for someone that like, let's just say they don't have a big budget for, you know, And it just, I feel like most people, they don't have a big budget. So you would recommend that they just see what's in their wardrobe and mm -hmm. they can pick out, see what they can match up together. Is that what yes. you, yeah. I would say that, I would say go through, if you haven't worn an item, unless it has some sentimental value where it was given to you by somebody, or, you know, there's a story behind it. But if you haven't worn that item in 18 months to two years, get rid of it. It's only going to just clog up and, uh, and, and distract you from seeing the pieces that actually work. And if you don't want to get rid of it, you say, okay, Dennis, I wish I could just toss my clothes out. Put them aside in a different category, a specialty area. It's really about organizing your, your, your closet and your space so you can grab items. Because I have clothes, and I'm sure we all can say this, that we kind of forget about. It's not that you have thousands of pieces. It's just pieces you forget about in your closet. Uh, so it's being about being aware of your inventory, I think, is a, is a key. Because you say, oh, I have this. I haven't worn this in forever. 
and it feels new and it's a new piece to your wardrobe. So I'd say get your wardrobe in order as far as what you have and then itemize it with your pants, your solids, your neutrals, your patterns, your shirts, just so you make your job a little bit easier. It's like the equivalent of having your desk in order or any part of your life organized. So is that what you would recommend? Like how is your wardrobe is styled? Like that in the way that like, is it just like bunch based on colors? Like mine is like generally is always based on like, oh, it's shorts, like pants or just like socks, like underwear, like the accessories in one section. I mean, I know some people are so into color, so they try to do like organize like a color, which I mean, I would love, but I feel like I don't have that energy to do everything. <laughs> no, but it, and it can, you can definitely go over the top with it. But like you said, from the basic, I think seasonally, you know, you, you can separate them. Okay, here's my, my, my spring and summer wardrobe. Although, with that being said, some pieces that you would normally say are for a certain season, you can incorporate into your winter wardrobe and get some mileage out of it. So I would say just to, to separate them in that way, seasons, um, your, your denim can be in one area, your dress slacks, your accessories, as you said, just having it in order because you'd be surprised at so many people that even when they know I'm going to do a Skype meeting with them and they go into the closet and I get it, we're all so busy, but you know what? Nobody is, is busy, is too busy to take an hour and a half on a Sunday or, or, and, and put it together, it'll make your life so much easier. Yeah. So there's something you mentioned. I really want to ask this. I have been <laughs> wanting to ask this to stylists for such a long time. <laughs> you know, there's always like celebrity pictures, like, or the paparazzis like that. I don't know, especially most celebrities in California, like mm-hmm. it would be like, they would be wearing like, sh- I don't know, like shorts or like tank top, but they would be wearing like, as like, I mean, like for, I don't know, for like boots, they would wear like Uggs in probably 70 degree weather. Is that like seriously a style or just kind of like they were too lazy? (laughs) Is that a thing? Here's the thing. You just mentioned it. And that means they did their job. With celebrities, it's about being talked about. It's It's a carefully curated thing. So even if she's walking out and she's got Uggs and it's 90 degrees out, you're like, she's crazy. You're still talking about her. She got the job done. Um, that's a big thing. Any celebrity that's out there and even if they look like they've been caught, it's nine times out of 10, a strategic plan of what they're wearing. Also with now with the change with the pandemic, a lot of casual wear and indoor wear and pajamas and slippers are, are much more acceptable to wear outside because we want versatility and we want to be comfortable. So that's kind of a trend, uh, uh, if we're chatting a little bit about trends as well, is that that indoor wear, that comfort wear can actually be considered stylish outdoors as well. What about like, would you say like nowadays, like, you know, people are mixing and matching so many things from like, I don't know, like from like very old times versus like, I don't know, like nowadays, but some, yeah. some of them is like kind of like also don't go together. But would you say like, it's just kind of like your, because like, I feel like fashion is, some people say fashion is about practicality, but like you wear something based on, because it makes sense. Or would you say like, just because it looks nice. So you just have to make sense out of it. Yeah. I mean, I think it's both of those to be, to be honest. And it also is the occasion that you're, you're going to, I think that can usually dictate what you're going to grab. It even took a little bit for me as a professional stylist to start to really experiment with mixing colors that you wouldn't typically put together, patterns that you wouldn't typically put together. Guys, for instance, always freak out when you're putting together a shirt 
with the pocket square and the tie and you're doing three completely different patterns. There are some rules to that, but I always say, go for it. Really, really just take that risk and, and throw them together. And that is very in and in vogue right now. Uh, before it was a little bit more of the monochromatic, you know, all the same colors, but a different hue. Mm -hmm. And now, like you said, it's experimenting and it's kind of like all bets are off. <laughs> yes. You know, it's like, and, yeah. and that because people kind of just don't give up, you know what anymore. And I think that's uh, something that has come from society that has bled into our wardrobes as well. It's like for me too, I do the same thing. I mean, it's still, I am thinking very clearly about what I'm wearing, but I'll throw a bold pattern when I was doing a lot of on-air work for women on air, I put dresses that you they would typically say were evening dresses. And I said, 9 a.m., you're going to walk out there and do that report in this look. And it turned heads. It worked, and it turned heads. So I say all bets are off. Where are you getting your fashion inspiration from? Like, was there, like, any specific place or just kind of, like, you know, day in the life and you see something, social media? Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a bunch of things. I think social media, it, as much as there is a, a negative side to it, I think you and I can both speak to this, that there is a lot of positivity there and, yeah. and opportunity to, to express yourself creatively. And we're all kind of keeping an eye on each other in a, in a very positive way, I'd like to think. So that I, I keep very much in tune with what other influencers, what the, the, the latest fashion houses are putting out there. Of course, those are the obvious things that I do. And then also just streetwear is really important for me. I'm always people watching. That's one reason why I love New York City being here is, is you, you, you can really get some inspiration from people just by going out for a little bit and walking down the street. So I pull it from all parts of, of my life. And I found a time where I just said, I've given myself license to play and to, and to always have fun with what I do. So, and I, and, and, and I like to think that I'm not predictable. I like to remove the, the, the predictive aspect as to what people wear. This is why I feel like it puts so much pressure on you guys, especially as like a stylist or not even just a stylist, like especially celebrity stylist, because like you're always like, wait, I'm expect, I need to expect something like extraordinary, oh. like oh. <laughs> something like so not done before. You're absolutely right. There is a level of pressure to it. But I love that pressure. That's the pressure that gets me, gets the adrenaline going and makes me feel alive. But yes, there's also an expectation when you're working with brands that certain things need to get worn, that you need to provide the pictures for them. You also don't know how the audience, now with social media, if the audience doesn't like something, they're going to let you know. And Right away. <laughs> right away. Twitter, my goodness, people are like, they're not holding back. So all of those things does, but... I love that pressure. And you know what? When you get it right and you nail it, that's like why, why I do it. Now you mentioned Twitter because I remember one time, this was a while ago, I wore like sandals, but like, you know, one of those like sandals like that had like the back, like you don't take it off. Like it's just, yeah, yeah. and I wore socks with that, like long socks. Oh my God, people must have wear. And No, I swear, I, all the comments on my Instagram was like, who does that? This is so ugly. Like, why are you doing this? Like, do you ever watch what you're wearing? <laughs> I remember. People were just, and the thing is, it wasn't even something I did on purpose. It was just more like, it was kind of cold. And I also didn't feel like wearing regular clothes, like those shoes. So, 
Good for you. And you know, that's, that's how it goes when you put yourself out there and, and with social media, people are going to let you know how they feel. So it's not for the, the faint of heart for sure. Yeah. So that's why I wanted to ask you this question. So do you ever feel like insecure about your outfits some days as a stylist? I feel less and less, and that is definitely not something that happened overnight. So I'm not going to give you the impression that I don't have insecurities, that I don't have, I mean, I am very human. And there are moments where I question myself in, in all areas of my life. But I would say consistently, I feel I make the right choice with what I wear. I definitely put a, a fair amount of thought behind it. And uh, it also, at the end of the day, it is just fashion you know it's it's i mean it's so subjective too like it's so subjective like it could be a good thing to someone it could be horrible thing to someone else it it, it is i mean for me it really gets important when i work with people that are are wanting to manifest a better part of their career they want to move up in the ladder or if they want to fall in love that's also the stuff that really gets me going because i do believe that simple choices that you make with your wardrobe can actually tip the scale in your favor when it comes to that. If you, you're down to two people for a big job and they've eliminated a bunch and it's you two and you're going head to head and you both have great answers, that little present, extra presentation you've done with what you've worn, even subtle signals, a pop of color that shows power and assertiveness, that could be enough to tip it your favor. So that's why I want us to also talk about, because since like i think because of pandemic there's so many things has been shifting but especially for fashion industry there's so many people i mean i feel like i was concerned about this before but like now everyone is talking about more what do you think about like the sustainability factor in terms of fashion mainly it's because like i know like so many companies like i mean they all have like recycling program well they're starting it but there's also these big companies and they have like so much money like Shein, Zaful, ASOS, like this is fast fashion. And what do you think about them? Like, what is your perspective on those? It's long overdue. It is long. People are now being held responsible for the choices that they make, where the clothes are being made overseas, the labor involved and the the conditions. I mean, it's appalling. I say take even a a little bit of time and just do some basic Googling about what's happening over there. And it really is... Horrific, but also on the flip side, I realized that these are people, you know, when I started doing my own fashion line and my own clothes, this is difficult and it's not cheap. I mean, it's not cheap at all. So it's about holding people accountable. So I am all for it. Uh, you know, we've been so distracted with not to get into a huge political conversation, but that's really dominated the headlines. And so I think it's let a bunch of these businesses off the hook with how clothing is made. And now that it's starting to settle down, we're really beginning to hold them accountable. So I think it's great. I also don't expect everybody to be perfect right away, but to have at least a long-term plan on how to make more sustainable clothes and, um, and, and, and also the labor involved. So I think it's going in the right direction, but clearly there's still a long ways to go. What do you think about uh, like thrifting uh, in terms of that? Because, you know, I I feel like a lot of people nowadays, I mean, I feel like it used to be, maybe you would ask someone like maybe three, four years ago, you'd be like, you will wear secondhand clothes. No one would be like, no, like, no. (laughs) 
I feel like yeah. that's what would be like, like you know, no. <laughs> like, but nowadays it's like people literally sell so much money on Depop or like other oh. websites. Like, and these things, it's almost like, I mean, they have their own business too. It's kind of like flipping. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But the same as some of them is like pretty good stuff. Like you would literally find like some really decent stuff. Oh, heck yeah. And I am all for it. Uh, I mean, you know, I think the word thrift, like you said, it has such a negative connotation and people think, oh my God, you know, but these are vintage pieces in many cases that have not been worn quite a bit. I have stuff in my closet that I've barely worn. And, and like I said, if you go through that inventory and you realize, okay, this isn't, uh, I'm not going to wear this and you can, people can really find a great deal. So I'm all for it. Again, if something in my opinion, and just my opinion alone, looks like it's been washed a thousand times, let's not wear it. <laughs> Horrible. I mean, some people like that look. It's just, that's me. I, I just, it's like a thing. Um, so it just depends on the piece, but I, and I, I love that. Vintage and thrift, I'm all for it. Also, just to throw it in, sample sales that, you know, I worked as a creative director of a big sample sale company. And that is where you can access also amazing pieces that have never been worn that, you know, sometimes a fashion house just needs to simply get rid of their extra inventory to make way for the next season. And you could be rocking around and, you know, two seasons ago, Prada that's brand new and never worn. So yeah. I'm all for sample sales as well. No, for sure. There is also something um, like, because I feel like before, like I really liked so much about like, what products like ASOS had because it was always so trendy. And I think one thing, not even about just trendy, but it was like their turnaround was so fast. Literally, like you would look one week, this clothing, and next week they would have some other styles. And not even just one, it would be like 20, 100 mm -hmm. styles. You're like, okay, there's so much to choose from versus like when you go in a designer uh, place, like you would find something for that season. And that's literally that season. Like well, there wouldn't be anything else until next season. <laughs> like... I absolutely, no, I, I agree. There are major, major uh, opportunities to score incredible clothing because like an ASOS who has such a massive amount of inventory, they've got to get it out. Uh, also, some of the, the fashion houses, they will have samples for the models with the runway shows and it's a one-of-a-kind piece and they have no need for it after the show is done. So people are actually scoring one-of-a-kind pieces. Yeah. So I generally, because I feel like nowadays more and more, I try to like, because I feel like I don't want to clutter my closet more with just like fast fashion stuff. Because I know sometimes like, at least this is what I did in the past. Like I would get stuff from ASOS and I would only wear it maybe once or twice. Then I wouldn't wear it again because I remember I bought it for a certain occasion or something. Yes. yes. But then I realized like what I'm going to do with that clothes. But I feel like there's so many clothes I actually paid for and it was very expensive for a designer. And I have worn it so many times. And I remember I will still wear it because how comfortable and how quality it is. And I mean, not just, I'm trying to say also like people just spend $500,000 on clothes, but I feel like sometimes you get what you pay for. Like Amen. it lasts for like centuries. Like it lasts forever. You are not kidding. I have a few pieces that are years old. They still wear as though they are brand new. And that's when you're making a financial decision. Like you said, you, you, you know, I close like, and I'm a big advocate for an H&M, for a Zara, for quick pieces. But again, I'm not about the whole head to toe being Zara, the whole head to toe being H&M, but mixing and matching perhaps a piece, like you said, that you spent some real good money for that's lasted and mix it in with that to finish your outfit. And I think you can get a really great, cohesive, fun look out of it. So, 
you get what you pay for is right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because I feel like it really depends on the company for sure. Because as now, even we both know, like as we have done clothing before, like we know how much it actually costs to make it and how much, because one thing I know with these ASOS and other companies, even Zara, I know for sure that because they own their own own chain, like they, they pretty much own entire chain of business. So yes. that's why the air turnaround is so fast. Yes. But there are so many businesses, they go third party and everything, which mm-hmm. is why they cost more money and they take more longer time. But the quality tends to be so much better than before or any other places. So that's why I feel like sometimes you have to think about like the price you're paying for. You don't just pay for the material. There's like manufacturer, there's yes. people shipping, there's people making it, there's I feel like that's what I even sometimes I think about it too. I'm just like, that's $500 sweater. It's not just a sweater's price because sometimes people are just like, oh, I'm not going to pay $500 for a sweater. But I'm like, do you even think about how much effort that has gone into it? You aren't kidding. You're paying for the craftsmanship. That's a big part of it. The hour spent to your point of what you said. I also encourage if you're going to spend, you know, something that maybe feels a little bit outside of your budget is just to make sure it's not a piece that is like crazy trendy of the moment. I mean, if you have the money to do it, do it, but I'd rather put my money into a coat that would would last me several seasons that is not gonna just be phased out by a flash in the pan moment on like the hottest trend list for 2021. Yeah, so that's one question I want to ask is like, you know, I feel like there's so much always pressure, uh, especially because of social media nowadays, you know, you see someone else is wearing this or like someone else is going this or you're seeing like, oh, something is trending or whatever. You're like, oh, I kind of want to get this because it says Balenciaga or it says this. It's so, you know, like it's so trendy. I want to be that trendy. But I feel like then you don't even realize like how ugly that thing is or not even just ugly, but like you're literally like a walking billboard for that brand, which is, I guess, good thing. I mean, do you, you know? But I feel like sometimes you also have to think about like, is this something I even like? Or is this something I, like, what are some of your advice that you can tell someone like, so they don't, because I feel like style is so subjective, but I also want you to just tell them some advice that like we wouldn't make them. Yeah, I mean, it's very, very tricky. It's, you know, we think that the more labeled pieces that we have, that it somehow translates to our self-worth or that we've made it to a certain point in our life. But I also don't want to completely delegitimize the fact that if you work your butt off and you want a great Chanel bag, then God, go out there and have it and rock it. Rock the heck out of it because it's an accomplishment. I will say, not to sound super snobby, stay away from any of the faux crap, any of the fake stuff. I live close to Canal Street. I'm down in Tribeca. I see it every day. You know? That, if you're doing that to have society look at you in a different way, I'd rather you, in your price point, get a great fitted looking outfit that's going to, you're just going to rock the heck out of that. And as opposed to thinking a piece is going to define your self-worth. So again, everything in moderation. Also, if you have that money and a piece speaks to you, if it's like, oh my God, I'm in Prada, I'm like obsessed with this, these, these pants, I want these, I have the money for it, then go for it. If you're like, okay, I'm going to be head to toe and all this and let everybody know that I've done it. Okay. It's coming from a little bit of an inauthentic or pompous place. So the, the goal and even talking about mental health and talking about everything. And it's a challenge for me on a day to day basis is finding the middle ground, you know, just, 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 okay. 
I can have a piece that's really great, but it doesn't define me if my whole wardrobe is, you know, expensive, over-the-top designers. For sure. And it, that doesn't also just apply to fashion. It applies to so many things. It's like when you see uh, someone else is getting a car or getting, I don't know, a house or getting no. something, you're like, oh, I need to do this or I need to do that. But like, then you realize like everyone is in their own lane oh, and no God. one is in your lane. You are seriously speaking the truth on it. And it's something that I go back and forth with every day about my responsibility to have even, you know, an audience of whatever I have that it's like, I, you know, we show, and I'll speak for myself or people show the highlight reel. And that's why I love that you, know, you, you, know, you decide to tackle a topic like mental health today. And we, we chat about that as well, because it's important for us to show the unglamorous moments and the, the, the tougher parts of our lives. So people that are scrolling through aren't just like, oh my God, I'm, gonna go, I'm just I'm a big piece of crap because I don't have any of these things. Also, I could speak to with you know, influencers and, and people of, of, of note online. You know, people are borrowing. They're, I, mean, there's just, I mean, there's been even studies about influencers that say they're in a country and they're not even there. I've never done that, but it's like, you have to realize you're getting a very manufactured, uh, piece is snapshot that is not always based in reality. I've even known of people that have posted on Facebook or posted on Instagram and they've actually posted they've been in the mental hospital. I mean, I'm not, I, I know somebody who was literally on their phone was like, oh my God, I put a picture of themselves amazing and they're checked in somewhere and thank God they are and no shame. But if I was a person just scrolling through and I saw that, I'd be like, feel horrible about myself. So you just don't know. And um, I know I'm going off on that because I just feel passionately about that, that take it for what it is when you, when you decide to log in. No, I'm so glad you mentioned that, especially because like, this is why like, I, start, I have been starting to even like, try to put my phone away for so long time to just like, first, I mean, focus on work because like, there's yes. so much work to do. But also because like, I feel like more you spend time on things because I feel like our job is literally on social media. That's yeah. one point. But I feel like sometimes also because it's almost like going down in this rabbit hole yeah. and you're just like seeing other things, although you know that it's not real, but sometimes it just gets to you. Yeah. And I'm so glad also you mentioned because I know a few people, I don't want to say names or anything, but I know for sure that like, it's like, there's so many things. That's a lie. They don't even, because I know, and the thing is for me, is like, I wouldn't even want to fake that I have a house or I have this. Uh, if it is someone else's house, I mean, maybe I will post on my stories, but I'm not going to say like, oh, it's my house or like, or I would post a picture. So people think that it's my house. Yes. Like, oh my I just God. feel like that's just so, I mean, I don't want to say anything bad meaning, but I feel like it's just, First of all, it's not even good for your audience. Literally 90% of the time when I even post captions on my Instagram, I make fun of myself because I'm just like, so don't take life seriously. Well, that's, that's what, what I, I try to tell my people. You do. I love that you do that. The, I mean, when I first even started connecting with you online, you always do it with a very like tongue in cheek and you're always in on the joke and you don't take yourself too seriously. And, and that's one of the things I really love about what you're doing. So it, it, it's, we need people like you, but also you still have your fierce moments. And that's also with everything that we just said, if you're gonna put yourself out there and this is helping you build some confidence in life and it's not my responsibility for how you feel by seeing me feeling good about myself. So again, that middle ground, it's like make sure it's authentic, find moments to let in that things aren't perfect 
But you know what? If you want to go out and put out your great looks every day and feel good and inspire somebody, then do it. So there is something also a lot of people struggle since we are comparing that too. Is like, how do you kind of find confidence when it comes to because you know there's so many trends going on Mm -hmm. and not every trend kind of matches everyone because everyone has different body type and everything and there's so many people actually get self-conscious with themselves they're like oh i can't rock that or i can't Mm -hmm. do that like what would you recommend that that like because i feel like for me at least i know that like I don't try to follow every trend because I know, first of all, I don't even know if I like it or it's <laughs> for me. Like, I mean, it's cool, but like, I don't know if I would do it. Uh, what, would you, what would you recommend? Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. I mean, I guess the first thing is, does it speak to you? I think that we should all have responsibility to keep up to a certain extent of what's happening. And it's, it's, it's like, you know, keep, you know, a little bit what's going on politically, know what's going on in, in, in each genre part of the world in fashion it's a part of it and to know what's going on so if something speaks to you and is super trendy and fun then by all means do it but again I go back to what are good fits for your body type for your you know your height or your weight or what you want I also talk about let's talk where do you see yourself in a couple years what's a dream case scenario what's your love life like what and, and that should dictate rather than just the trend of the moment of, of what decisions you make with your, with your clothes. Yeah. And one thing I also want to say, I'm sure you would agree with this too, is like trends always come and go. They never just stay. Do you, I feel like, what was it? I feel like, you know, like tie dye was always a thing. Like it was always a thing, but because of pandemic, then it just became like, oh, everyone is doing tie dye. Tie dye is everywhere. But I'm just like, it was always there. Like people acted like it just didn't exist before. I'm like, no, it was there. It was just became trendy. Then friends come and go, like you said, and then they always come back. You know, you look back to some of the seventies were coming back and then the eighties, I think the eighties have been you know, coming back for a long time now. And I'm not complaining. <laughs> I, I used to actually look at the eighties and be like, Oh, and now I see it in a totally different light. I've allowed myself to grow and have a different uh, approach to it. So I, 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 agree. I agree. Yeah. So since we are talking about the trends, what trends do you think are coming back in 2021? Uh, well, like I said, I think the big one is casual clothes, mm-hmm. pajama wear, uh, slippers that have some structure, rubberized slippers. So you can be, you know, a mom on the go, or you know, if you're running, you're doing your podcast, and and you're comfy right now, and then you got to run out to the corner store. Clothes that have a multifunctional indoor and outdoor. Casual is a big, uh, big thing, but casual chic. Um, I think also, particularly with women, but uh, you know, to each his own. But rhinestones, bedazzled. That's been something that's really been coming back now. I just did a feature on even um, you're accessorizing your water bottle with rhinestones. They're, go to Amazon and get one. They're amazing, guys and girls. Um, but it's basically saying that your accessories, your functional accessories can be trendy and can be fashion statements as well. You know, your, your, your crossbody strap, if you have for your phone, that can be an opportunity for a fashion moment. Or even your grocery bags. So we don't want to, you know, buy them all the time and it's bad for the environment. So a reusable one, but that has some fun uh, elements to it and colors and style. So it's accessories as a fashion piece. It's uh, rhinestones, comfortable wear is a huge thing. Oversized, I think is still very big right now. 
Uh, so those are a few that, that come to mind. Off the top yeah. Of what about like, what do you expect uh, that that's going to happen going forward in fashion industry? Any predictions that you can, or anything that you would know, or you know that you can say? Yeah. Um, I think it's going to continue in this vein for comfort wear being, you know, I don't see as much of a need for, for the dapper, Mm-hmm, right for now. sure, yeah. I think that that will have a moment to come back, but I don't see it in the foreseeable future. So I think that's going to be a big thing. I think the power of, of bright and bold colors as a means to, to not only make a powerful impression, but also to improve your mood, uh, the power of strong colors, I think that that's going to continue. I think even just the way we get clothes i mean even just from a a, a standpoint of, of fashion shows it's completely changed now everything is digital it's virtual so in many ways you're getting it usually we'd have to wait for paris to kind of dictate and europe to dictate but yeah now everybody's extra plugged in so uh it's 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 a wild ride now but it's definitely changing yeah so would you say that like because i feel like like before like just shopping in store was like, I mean, it's a thing, but like nowadays, even so many stores are closing. I remember when like H&M closed so many stores, like there's mm-hmm. a bunch of other ones like that's closed. So do you think that like, it's actually going to go like, just be just completely online or just like, there's a chance that like, it's going to be some stores or just retailers, think- not even designer. Well, I think that's why a lot of uh, businesses are worried. The brick and mortar businesses are very nervous because, you know, right now people aren't going out and buying. Mm-hmm. It is still going to continue to trend digitally, but there still is something to be said about, particularly when people are vaccinated and they get a little bit more comfortable and get it together, of going out, meeting a friend for lunch and going out and trying on some clothes together. I think that that'll be an art that we will rediscover. We're just not there right now. So I pretty confident that it'll never just die down. However, the business now and with Amazon pretty much ruling the world, I mean, it's crazy easy to return something. Now. And there's like, like free shipping. Like it comes uh, in like two days. Like, and I feel like that's why sometimes like when I order somewhere else, I'm just like, why is it taking so long? And it hasn't even been long. Yeah, you're right. I mean, we're totally spoiled now. So it's just, it's changed, but there's something about going into a store and doing that. It'll come back. I'm, I'm sure of it. Yeah. So um, what are some of the projects that if you're working on anything that you could say uh, that you want to talk about? Yeah, well, I just did a, a couple segments for a daytime TV show, their national show. And I've been working with them regularly on highlighting. We just did the, some of uh, the big trends in accessories that I was just mm-hmm. talking about for 2021. So working with them periodically, doing a lot of at home styling right now for people that are looking for love is something I've really focused in on. And I'm very blessed. I don't know to use that word as much. I feel like it's overused, but I am, it's not lost on me that uh, people are still knocking on my, my door, so to speak. Yeah. I've been really digging in on that. Um, That's been a wonderful thing. I'm also teaching and uh, I have a, I'm in the process of creating a, an entrepreneurship course for LIM College, which they're one of the oldest colleges in the country for fashion merchandising mm-hmm. degree. So I'm creating the course uh, from scratch for next year for the students. So that's oh my God. amazing. Yeah, no, that is amazing. I'm really excited about it. No, that sounds great. So where can people find you? So I will also put them down in the episode notes so they can uh, follow you. 
Well, on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Facebook, it's Style with Den. So, and, and, or you can just put in Dennis Kenny on Instagram or Twitter, and it'll come up. So Dennis Kenny with Style with Den. And like I said, uh, whether it be making you over for a period in your life that you want to conquer and feel better about, to even just following me, I put on my outfits. I like to have some fun with it. I also love skincare and grooming. It's become a real passion for me. And I'm proud of it. And I'd like to say that I know what I'm talking about. So coming in for some cool, just even um, affordable skincare products, come and check me out because I love that. Yeah, I would definitely say like fashion and grooming and like skincare, they always come in together. It's like, you don't want to look like rusty in a cute yeah. outfit. <laughs> it's the full package. I am like a big component. It is the head to toe. Every detail will help bring good things to you. It will. Yes, for sure. Thank you so much for coming to the podcast.